I'm Sam Saggers. Um, if we haven't met, I'm, I'm Sam. I coach people on real estate. And today we're kicking off a new, uh, well, Facebook TV show, so to speak, called Ask Sam. Yes, it's the show you've been waiting for, that is for sure. Ask Sam is actually a show designed around asking some critical questions in the real estate marketplace and actually ending up uh, in a place where Perhaps you've got some questions which are on your mind and I'm here to help you crack the code. Tell you what, you may know me from other podcasts uh, that I do, The Urban Property Investor. Um, if you've never listened to The Urban Property Investor, you need to. You haven't lived if you've never listened to The Urban Property Investor where we crack some serious codes with real estate wealth. I guess if you don't know me, I've been involved in the real estate market for quite a long time now, um, and you're probably part of one of our many Facebook groups, and I really do hope that uh, today I can give you some insights into the real estate market, some quick and dirty tips so you can, uh, well, make the most of your day and certainly crack some real estate codes. Hey, uh, if you don't know what I stand for, well, I'm wearing it. I've invented my own clothing line, actually. Um, powered by purpose, uh, people, place, and planet. And I tell you what, I'm on a mission with my business partner, the great Jason Witten, uh, to build 100 schools by 2030, educate people of the world around uh, real estate. And of course, um, I'm going to unveil, I guess, my carbon plan. Yes, I have a carbon plan, which is weird to say. I have a carbon plan, which I'm going to unveil to many of my members around how um, to leave the world a better place. We certainly want to make the world a better place through property and leave a big impact. So uh, if you're in our village or our tribe, I'm sure you're starting to get some of that impact and i tell you what impact for me is also about making people money which uh they can use in their world and change their world i recently helped a client flip a property um he's pulling out about a hundred thousand dollars out of that maneuver and probably a little bit different to what i've gone and done which is create passive income his playbook with that hundred thousand dollars to add more to his deposit so he can buy a better house, so he can live in a better area with his, his family. And I think that's just awesome. I love hearing stories like that where people get real results from real estate. And I really wanted this daily show to be a little bit of a accountability idea for many people. I think um, you need to be accountable to somebody. And I wanted today's show or the show Ask Sam to really be about keeping ourselves accountable on a daily routine so that we can go the distance when it comes to being a great property investor. Now look, this is all new equipment to me. I've got some fancy new cameras. I've got, uh, uh, you name it, my whole house is inundated with lighting and equipment. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it's become the real home studio. But uh, if there's a bit of a lag, um, I will look into that after I watch back this video back. If I sound like one of those kung fu fighting videos where it's like you want to fight, um, that is because uh, I have messed up my equipment. Hopefully it's not too bad at all. 
So Ask Sam is a show where you simply ask questions. If you've got any questions, you can put them in the chat box um, and I will take your question and probably answer it the very next day, which is cool. Also, you've probably seen Jason's uh, show. He's, he's usually uh, always been on before me. Um, he walks around with a Mr. Med, Mr. Men mug um, and uh, he answers some critical questions as well. So between the both of us, hopefully you can tune into both shows. Um, I'm coming on a little bit later than Jason most mornings, mainly because Jason uh, is one of those guys that gets up early. I'm the polar opposite. I'm like a bear. I'm like a bear in a cave and you have to uh, pull me out of bed to get me going. Today's questions come from my old mate, Sanjay Kumar. Sanjay is a long-term uh, member and uh, a person I've been working with for, man, must be close to two decades. Hope you're doing well, Sanjay, if you're online. Um, great question. What will happen, happen now? JobKeeper has ended. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got some views around this. I'll share you my views. Um, they are just my, obviously, opinion and my opinion as of today. Uh, certainly, if things take a turn for the worse around the uh, coronavirus, coronavirus 4.0 rears its ugly head or uh, there are some serious stage four or stage five lockdowns, um, I would have to come back on and answer this question differently. I'm answering it based on today, okay? And uh, JobKeeper is obviously now concluded in Australia. And I have some, some big opinions on this because I actually think a lot of businesses today are booming. And when I think about my own business, I felt there was a very recessive nature prior to coronavirus. Businesses were a little bit stagnant. They weren't firing on all cylinders. Um, they were kind of going through this period of stagnation. And a lot of business owners I speak to are actually going through record months at the moment. Uh, there is literally almost like a shortage of, uh, of skill in the economy at the moment. And there is, without question, some businesses which are just making the most of really the economic rebirth after the coronavirus hit. By way of example, uh, I was recently in Mudgee. Mudgee's a small little uh, rural community in New South Wales. It's great for viticulture. There's a lot of, lot of vineyards there, so there's a little bit of tourism. The tourism operator, I did a, I did a wine tour uh, around Mudgee, and prior to coronavirus, that particular company had four buses that they ran um, doing wines, you know, so everyone can get bloody polished and drunk and drive around vineyards. Now they're up to uh, seven and they're actually looking to go to eight vans. Um, and I think you are seeing this across the economy. I, know I was just speaking to a lady at the local shops this morning. She's a Pilates teacher. Um, she's opening her second studio in this area because we are seeing the economy sort of reshape more people uh, spending more time local, and this is creating, again, so many job opportunities. She's actually put on two more Pilates teachers to, to teach the great sport of touching your toes at Pilates. So uh, I think we are seeing that the labour market is going through a skill shortage at the moment, 
which plays into the hand of ending the JobKeeper dynamic. Obviously, without the new skill of migrants coming into the country, uh, one of the big challenges is reskilling the economy with new people. And obviously, what we can do is fill up the skill with the people we already have. And that's probably reflected in the jobless rate today sitting underneath 6%. Now, to understand the jobless rate, <clears throat> we need to, uh, <clears throat> sorry, joking. To understand the jobless rate, the Reserve Bank or the Central Bank of Australia openly says it. You cut unemployment to 4.5%, everyone gets a pay rise. We're nowhere near that point, that is for sure. We are just under 6%. I think last time I looked at it about 5.6%, which is really healthy, right? Think of the rest of the world right now where unemployment figures are, are skyrocketing in some countries, 17 to 22%. We're at like 5.6%. Also think JobKeeper did some pretty incredible things for businesses. Now, I own around six different businesses, um, which are proper businesses. I have another three or four, which are kind of like side hustles where on the weekend I sell a paddleboard, um, like I've got nothing better to do. But um, real businesses, um, out of the six real businesses with real people I'm committed to, I work with them every day. One of those businesses was really challenged during uh, or before coronavirus came along. And it's probably fair to say that business was fighting hard, but it was on the ropes. And the 10 people inside that business were very vulnerable prior to coronavirus. Um, in some respects, coronavirus came along and saved that business, saving that job uh, centre. And I think a lot of businesses were pretty recessive prior to coronavirus. So the argument for me has always been, uh, the injection which coronavirus has created or the government injection which coronavirus has created actually um, dealt with the recession we were going to have anyway. It really did. It dealt with it and it probably created a much better outcome by uh, fundamentally throwing so much money into the economy. Now, I think about the 10 people that were working in that business and I was really at the point prior to coronavirus going, you know what, um, this is not working, uh, there's no money, uh, this, this, kind of, this, this business is really challenged. So coronavirus came along and JobKeeper came along and that business went from um, making a loss to absolutely making a profit without increasing turnover. It's kind of like a false economy of, uh, of that particular business. It, it, it didn't um, sell more. It just didn't uh, fundamentally have to spend as much. But what that actually did for that particular small business is it allowed it to create breathing space, to manoeuvre, to build more cash buffers, to, uh, to, to fundamentally uh, produce um, a, a new vision for that particular company. And lo and behold, now that company is actually going through its own little boom, which is just amazing, right? And you think about the 10 people that were working there prior to coronavirus coming along, their jobs were fundamentally on the line. And today their jobs are very safe. And in fact, that particular business is now recruiting more people. 
So I think uh, the JobKeeper uh, situation ending is, is obviously not great for some people, but certainly I think the economy has rebounded very, very well. And some do argue, it's not my argument, but some people do argue that the JobKeeper uh, was rather um, uh, generous and what that fundamentally meant was that people started to not look for work because of the generosity of the JobKeeper scheme. Um, the argument in the labour market was that, or potentially if you make it um, less comfortable being on JobKeeper, more people will come back into the economy and, and take a job. So the signals are very good, right? 5.6 unemployment, strong, man. Like that's that's the envy of the world. I, I think only two countries are faring better from a, a rebound point of view around the globe compared to Australia. So really, really cool. I will say, though, I do think uh, JobKeeper really is um, uh, a, a signal or a flag, if you like, for the great divide of the middle class, the inequality uh, that is going to result from uh, certainly from um, the jobs market reshuffle is certainly favouring the more skilled end of the economy, hence why I always preach to property investors, buy skill. Uh, you don't only buy property, you'll also buy the people who live in that neighbourhood. And, of course, I'm a big believer in the skilled economy. Here's an interesting fact. The second biggest employer in Australia is Uber. How crazy is that, right? You think it's a bank or it's a mining company. No. The second biggest employer in an article I read from the Australian newspaper is now Uber. So you think about what that actually means. Um, companies are often a very good, uh, I guess, uh, science to what, what, what a nation does. If you look at the top 10 com companies in Australia, they're banking companies, they're agricultural companies, and they're mining companies. That's what Australia does. We, we, are, we are fundamentally in the finance industry, we are in the agricultural industry, and we're in the mining services industry. Then you go, well, they're the top 10 companies, and then now Uber is the second biggest employer here in Australia. The great divide is happening, and of course, um, one could argue, you know, um, the Uber, uh, Uber network or the Uber driver um, or the Uber food delivery, is just, um, again, um, uh, a sign of the times, the great divide. Um, someone's obviously doing really well. Um, they don't even need to cook. They're doing that well. They, they basically Uber three meals a day and spend $150 a day on Uber. Um, that is a ridiculous amount of money to spend on Uber. But this is what's happening. And, of course, um, today the second biggest employer in Australia is Uber. Crazy to think. Hey, I certainly think people, some people are doing it tough. And when we look at the real estate economy, we can see that, uh, well, some of the, the lower end of the market areas um, are missing out on this sort of growth activity which is occurring. And the reason why is there's a lot more pain in some of the, the, the less expensive end of, of the real estate market. And that has to do, again, with just the way the jobs market is uh, is flourishing in certain sectors, and uh, 
and not so in others. Will the end of JobKeeper kill the property market and ruin the economy? Absolutely not. This is just my view. I think we're in a good place. Hey, uh, I hope you've enjoyed the first show. Um, come back tomorrow. Ask some questions if you have any. I'm here to answer them. And that was a great question, uh, Sanjay. Um, you're a good man. And uh, hey, thanks for, for tuning into the show. Bye.